I won't do it, father, I screamed. Do you want the entire realm to be plunged into winter, or our crops to fail? My father yelled back. When the Winter King asks for your daughter's hand in marriage, you don't say no. I was so angry I was shaking. I'd never been this mad at my father in my entire life. I loved him, adored him, worshipped the ground he walked on. But I would not relent to marrying that monster. Well, that's exactly what I'm going to say when he gets here. No, I shouted. And wind picked up inside the house, causing the papers on my father's desk to fly into the air and form a funnel. He sighed, as if he were used to my outbursts, but that was unfair. I didn't have them that often, only when being forced to be married off to a heartless jackass. Daddy. I softened my voice and the wind died down immediately, bringing the papers to a slow descent to the floor. I love you. I respect your decision-making. But I will not, under any circumstances, marry Lucian Thorne. Ever. My father looked up at me with sadness in his eyes and I knew then that it was already done. Arranged marriages were common among royalty, and I always knew as the princess of Fall, I would one day be called on by a royal suitor. But Lucian, the Winter King? It was unthinkable. No. A strangled cry came from my lips, and my father could no longer meet my gaze. I'm sorry, Madeline. There's nothing that can be done, he said. And that was that. My fate was sealed to the most vile man in all of Thorngate. Lucian had only been king for six winters, and yet I had over a dozen stories of his evil doings. He once froze the entire summer crop when they protested his raise in taxes. I also heard that he took the tongue of his favorite chef for serving him bland food. He hated flowers, so he had them all destroyed for miles around his palace. He was dead inside. Evil. Ever since his father abdicated the throne to him on his 16th birthday, there had been nothing but rumors of his darkness. What if he beats me? I tried to reason with my father. You've heard the rumors, Daddy. He's unkind. My father looked stricken. He would not hit his wife. He didn't sound sure, though. Make her help me. My father was kind. Too kind, and always trying to please others. Now I was going to have to deal with this myself. I would have to be strong so that King Thorne knew I was not the type of woman to be crossed. When does he arrive? I asked through gritted teeth. Later this afternoon. My father's voice was small. Today? I bellowed. And the wind was back, blowing through the open window and swirling around me. My powers were the strongest seen in generations, and I knew that's why the king had chosen me. I'd never met Lucian Thorne as an adult. We fall court fae stuck to ourselves, mostly. I'd briefly seen him as a young boy back when his mother was still alive, but I must have been six winters old, and he only eight or so. I barely remembered that. He'd handed me a sunflower and told me my dress was pretty. A sweet boy. Before the darkness took him over. I stormed from my father's office, taking the wind spiral with me. How dare my father tell me hours before the king was to arrive? It gave me no time to find a way out of this arrangement. And maybe that's what he wanted. The palace staff hugged the walls as I passed, my wind blowing their dresses left and right. I needed to go outside and blow off some of this anger before I collapsed the entire house. 
Bursting out the back doors, I ran past the gardens toward the meadow I often went to when I wanted to use my power without destroying anything. Once in the safety of nature, I let loose. I sucked in a huge lungful of air and the wind pressed in on me like an old friend. The grass bowed, dust kicked up, and the sun darkened as my little wind tunnel grew stronger. Maybe the king was on his way right now. It was late afternoon and he might be en route. If I sent this little windstorm his way, it might blow his horses off track and he could be injured, delaying the engagement. I shook myself from those dark thoughts, knowing such a thing would be traced back to me. Balling my hands into fists, I looked up at the sky, into the eye of the storm I'd created, and let loose with an agonizing scream, aiming it at the sun as if it was his fault I was upset. All at once, the wind died out, and I was calm again. Unleashing my power would not help me. I needed to keep a level head if I was going to find a way out of this. Your father told you? My mother's voice sounded behind me and I spun on her like a snake ready to strike. Mother, how could you? I whimpered. My father was the leader of this court. It was his duty to make such an arrangement. But my mother? She gave me no warning. Her eyes filled with tears. The Winter King can be very convincing, was all she said. I scoffed, stepping closer to her. She had the same bright red hair as I did, and today we both wore lime green dresses without knowing the other would be doing it. We often did this, and I liked it. I'd felt a closeness with my mother my entire life, but now I just felt betrayed. Mother, he's awful, I pleaded. She sighed. Don't say that. He was a boy who lost his mother, and he acted out. She was defending him? He lost his mother six years ago, I growled. What's his excuse now? His mother died in a tragic accident. She was riding with young Lucian Thorne when she was bucked off her horse. She fell on her neck, and it snapped, killing her instantly. Because they were on an innocent horseback ride, there had been no healing elf present. I did feel bad that a young boy had to see his mother die like that, but it was no excuse for some of the stories I'd heard about him. Mother, he eats raw meat. He's killed with his bare hands, not to mention what he did with the Great Freeze. He's a monster. My mother sighed. We don't know if all of those stories are true. She didn't sound too sure about that. Is it the dowry he's paying? Because I can raise my own money and pay you and daddy back. My mother cut me off with the shake of her head. No, honey, it's law. When the reigning king asks for a royal's hand in marriage, it cannot be refused. I frowned. Law? A stupid little legal edict was standing in the way of my freedom? It wasn't that I was against duty or marriage. My parents were arranged and had a wonderful marriage. I knew my day would come soon. I was just against the idea of him. Why does he want me? I crossed my arms and tipped my chin up. I'm from Falcourt. Duchess Dunia of Winter would be a much better match. They grew up together. She knows him. Their offspring would be better suited. My mother sighed, stepping forward, and grasped my hands in hers. He has heard of your power and beauty. He wants you, Madeline, to be his wife and the mother of his children. Your son could be future king. My heart sank. My power and beauty were not things I thought would one day seal my fate to an evil prick, but here we were. I'm sorry, Mother. I can't. 
Anyone but him. Help me say no. Say I'm betrothed to another, or... Madeline, that would embarrass your father and our entire court. You've already been promised. She looked at me like I'd grown two heads. Her perfect eldest daughter. Most powerful with wind magic. Top marks in school, never stepped a toe out of line. Sure, I was independent and headstrong, but I never disobeyed my parents or a royal edict. Until now. I'll see you later, mother, I said cryptically, and then ran to the horse barn to find my mare. There was no way in Hades I was marrying Lucian Thorne. I rode into town alone, disguised under the hood of my cloak, until I came to one of my favorite courtier's houses, Maxwell Blaine. He was handsome, rich, funny, and a total Lothario. It would be perfect for what I was about to ask. I knocked on his door hurriedly, as the street beyond his house in town was bustling and I didn't want any rumors. I'd never been alone in another man's presence without a chaperone, but I didn't want a witness for what I was about to ask of him. When his housemaid opened the door, I slipped inside without being asked to do so. She squeaked in shock, backing up. Then I pulled off my cloak. Sorry for the intrusion, Margaret. Oh, Princess Madeline. She bowed, seemingly relieved that she knew who was barging into her home. My lady-in-waiting, Piper and I, came to Maxwell's house once a week for one of his famous cocktail parties. He was the courtier to know, and put on the most entertaining parties I'd ever been to. There was singing, games, and drinking. I didn't drink, of course. It wouldn't be proper. But I played the games, and we always had a wonderful time. Is Maxwell around? I have an urgent issue. She nodded. Right this way. He's in the study. She looked behind me at the door, as if non-verbally asking where my chaperone was. I said nothing, only letting the heat of my cheeks speak for me. Without a word, she took the hint and asked for my cloak. Maxwell's parents came from old money, and when they died in a boating accident, they left him everything. He was a spoiled brat and a dear friend. I knew he would help me with my request. She walked me down the hallway. We came upon an open door and the maid knocked on the casing. Sir, Princess Madeline is here. His face lit up when he saw me. What an honor. Come in, darling. Darling, beautiful, honey. He never addressed a woman without something sweet at the end. He'd bedded half the court, I was sure of it. The maid left us. Normally she would stay to make sure my reputation was intact, but I think she had gathered this was going to be a private conversation. I shut the door behind me and then turned to face him. He wore a red silk smoking jacket and held a lit cigar along with a cup of coffee, a large diamond ring on his pinky. He was 23 years old. The town gossiped about his single status weekly, but he'd informed me once that he had no intentions of getting married. Ever. Out of politeness, he extinguished his cigar and stood to kiss my cheek. I accepted the kiss and kissed him back in the affectionate way I would a brother or a beloved uncle. I'd never been attracted to Maxwell. He was handsome, but his flagrant flirting and the ease at which he bedded women turned me off. Now I realized it was exactly what I needed. To what do I owe this secret pleasure? He beamed at me, looking at the closed door and my lack of chaperone as he sat back down in his chair. I took a shaky breath and leveled my gaze on his. My father has just betrothed me to Lucian Thorne. 
His coffee cup stilled on his lips, and he set it back down. Oh dear, that man has a nasty reputation. But you will be queen, so that's a plus. I shook my head. I obviously can't marry him, Max. You have to help me. Maxwell had long, dark blonde hair and ice blue eyes, and his skin was softer than mine. Sometimes I studied his face, wondering how he could be so beautiful. I did this now while he considered my fate. He nodded. I see. I can give you money. You can pay your father the dowry. I held up my hand and interrupted him. My mother said he won't take it. It's not about the money. It's about reputation. Maxwell chewed his lip. Well, you could take some money from me and run away. I scoffed. And leave my family? My home? He shrugged. I don't know any other option, Madeline. He's the Winter King, he said, and took a sip of his coffee. I tapped my fingers nervously on my legs, my cheeks going red with embarrassment. As you know, there is a purity test before marrying the king. I was wondering if you could help me fail it. His coffee spurted out of his mouth and in my direction. I barely had time to move before it covered the seat behind me. His mouth was agape, and I winced. Are you trying to get me killed? He exclaimed. Your father would kill me, then your mother, and then the king. I'd be thrusted. I'm desperate, I sobbed. He's a monster. You know this. His gaze traveled down my body. Then he reached up and bit one of his knuckles before pulling it from his mouth. I will admit I've thought of betting you, Madeline, but you're royalty, and I don't do drama. Maxwell looked at me with pity. I can offer money that does not need repayment, but that's all I can do. It was a nice offer, but I wasn't leaving my family and my home. I frowned. Max, I don't want to marry him. Reaching across the desk, he grasped my hand in his. Be the strong, bold, and independent woman I know you to be, and maybe he will reject you. I laughed, but then thought maybe that was a decent idea. If I was nasty enough to him, he would realize my beauty and power were no consolation for the kind of nightmarish woman I could be. That's brilliant. Thanks, Max. He took one more longing look at me and waved me off. Go, before I change my mind. I wished him farewell and grabbed my cloak from his maidservant. When I got to the front door and flung it open, my mother was leaning against my horse. Hades. That woman knew me too well. I tried to act calm, like I wasn't just caught doing something I shouldn't. My mother shot me a glare as I approached. Going off to the local seducer without a chaperone? 